Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now back to the podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whether you're listening live or to the podcast afterwards, we're grateful that you're here. So just a heads up this week, I am traveling. I'm taking a son to college. So, you know, it's big, exciting things around the Pierce household. However, this is not truly a live episode, but we are in the chat answering questions. Jesse's here, going to be able to talk with you, answer questions that you might have. But unfortunately, on air, we're not going to be able to respond. But I still wanted to go live with this this week because I think it's really important. One, we want to be consistent. We want to make sure you're getting all the great information. But two, we've got a backlog of this really great content that very few people have seen. And I want to make sure you have an opportunity to see it. So this week, I'm going to be airing an interview from Andrew Kahn that we did at Video Marketing World in 2018. Now, 2018 seems like a lifetime ago. However, the content and the answers that Andrew gave to my questions are still really valuable. He, Andrew Kahn, if you don't know who he was, is someone who was a, he is a video creator. He was working at the time for a company called TubeBuddy, which they're a really great company if you're into YouTube and you want to get more data, you want some help on managing your channel and things like that. And he shared with us a lot of his insights as a video creator that I think apply to everybody. Now he's coming to it from a, maybe a little bit more of a marketing perspective, but if you're a trainer, you're a technical writer, you're an entrepreneur, you're a small business owner, you're just trying to communicate with video better, his answers are going to really, I think, help you to understand some of the fundamentals and foundational things that you need to know. We're going to cut about halfway in. We'll talk about some couple of things he says, and then we'll get back to the interview. But now, let me introduce this interview from Video Marketing World 2018 with Andrew Can. Hi, and welcome to TechSmith Academy. We're here with Andrew Can, and we're talking about video and video creation. So welcome, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're, we're glad that you're here. Um, for those people who haven't had a chance to be introduced to you yet, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I am the head of video production for TubeBuddy, which is an online browser extension which helps YouTubers and companies understand how to better market themselves organically through YouTube search. Awesome. And I uh, will say that I've used TubeBuddy and awesome. I, it's a great, great to be able to go and look at all the stats. It's pretty cool. So, um, so I'm sure you guys see this as a company that's working primarily with video. Mm. Probably get a lot of people who are saying, well, hey, I want to, I want to learn about making video. I want to make video. I don't, but I don't know where to start. What advice do you give that person who is at that very cusp of getting going? So, so many people focus on, I don't have the right gear and I don't have the right camera, but they don't really think about, well, what is my message? What am I trying to get across with my brand? It's great that you have all this gear, but if you don't have something that's going to stick, film and video are a visual medium and they want, people want to be told a story. They don't want to just be told, buy my product. If you can make someone feel something, if you can make them relate to what you're doing, that's more important than any piece of gear. So before you ever start recording, make sure you know why you're recording. That's awesome. I, and I love the idea of focusing on story, that it's not just about, like, let me show you this thing. It's about the, the connection that you can make with that person. Because we want to feel something when we watch something, whether we know it or not. 
We get something either through YouTube, TV, whatever form you're watching entertainment. We're going there to be entertained. So entertain me by telling a story. Entertain me by letting me know how you'll help me. We view in ways which are a bit selfish, but ultimately we want to be entertained. We want to feel something. So I'm curious, and in terms of, um, obviously there's entertainment stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, I think a lot of people who are marketing, they have a product. What about, where do you think the... I guess, to training, tutorial kind of space falls with that. It's because it maybe less emotion. Does that still need that story and emotion? Yeah, I mean, you can put emotion and storytelling into anything. Think about it this way. Instead of maybe selling your product in one way, what does your product fill? How can teaching people about this product make you feel better? So, for example, a lot of people that utilize TubeBuddy, they're afraid of not being successful on YouTube. Fear is an emotion. It's not what we tap into. What we tap into is we're called TubeBuddy. We want to be your friend. We want to give you hope. Hope is another emotion. And through tutorials, you can literally walk with someone through your product, and that is more valuable than anything else you do. Walking someone with them through editing, through good video, is more powerful than people realize. That's why YouTube is the number one growing platform for what we're doing in the space. And tutorials are great for it. Yeah, I love that idea that tutorials give people hope, that they can, they can do this, right? Yes. Well, I mean, my entire thing is if I can, you can too. So tutorials really do that. And for brands and for marketers, so many times there's this, there's this perception that they don't care. But by putting in the effort and doing tutorials, you're showing that you are willing to help your customers through it all. So if a company comes to you and they're saying, you know, we're thinking about doing video, but it seems like such a high cost investment to, to get going to do it. Um, I guess, you know, why should they choose video over, say, another medium like a podcast or a blog or, or who knows what else? Because with video medium, you're seeing a person, you're connecting with a person. A lot of times people think, well, I can show it in a blog post, but how many times have we seen blog posts where it's very detailed, but people don't want to read? People are more likely to give you their time if you're entertaining them in a different way. And podcasts have seen growth through that way. But I think video works because it's one thing to just show them and tell them. You can do both. Whereas other mediums, you may be limited, but showing and telling is the most powerful thing you can do as a business. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that that idea that we can really connect in that way. Um, so you, you as a video producer, you make lots of videos, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, what's the biggest, one of the bigger mistakes that you feel like you've made and what did you learn from that? One of the biggest mistakes I made, especially through what we've been doing within the platform, is that I didn't understand who was going to be watching this content. Sometimes you can go too professional and you become unrelatable. You become isolated. You feel like you are on a different level. And that may not be your intention. But you have to remember the people who are watching are usually beginners. They're not as knowledgeable as what you're doing for these tutorials or what any video produ production for a company. You have to remember, what would it be like if I had never seen this product before? What would it be like as a beginner? Because so many times we start in, well, I understand this product, so we'll go here. But here might be too complicated. So simplifying it from the start is a really good entry point. The best thing you can do is show it to people in the office that have an idea of it, but maybe not grasp the whole thing. Because being able to see something as a beginner, again, is more powerful than going in it with all this knowledge you do have. Because what can you teach if you don't know what to teach? Yeah, I, f I feel like that curse of knowledge is a, is a, is a real problem, right? Because yes. you just, all right, like, I don't even remember what it's like to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. so, real tough. Um, so as you, you think about uh, creating videos and promoting your videos, so if you have people that, are, you know, they're like, I, I want to, I'm doing videos, but I don't really have a large audience. 
What advice do you get them to help them to start promoting or getting audience on their videos? Again, it kind of goes back to the why. Are you creating content that actually lends itself to be audience driven? Because sometimes the content you're creating, if you help me with one problem, why should I stick around? So how to and tutorial based content is very good because it gets people interested. You're solving a problem. But are you making them feel safe to come back to you as a source? Because a lot of times people will solve the problem, but then I don't need you anymore. Give me a sense of urgency. Give me a reason for that subscription. Give me a reason to come back. Because if you tell me, subscribe to me because I'm going to help you make new tutorials every week that will blow your customers' minds, all of a sudden I have a value proposition of why I should subscribe to you. But otherwise, if you're like, I just helped you make a great tutorial. Thank you so much and please subscribe. Well, that's not as strong. I have no why. I have a request. I have a call to action, but I don't have a reason. And we need reasons. Makes sense. Um, I, I sort of feel like, you know, people are going to hear this and they're going to listen to like, oh, well, I should have a why. But is, is there more like, how do you get to that why then? Is it, is it just looking at your brand? Is it doing research? What, what do you think drives people to really hone in on that thing, that, that why that they, they might have? I mean, essentially, if they don't know their why, then it's hard to market your product at all. To find your why, you have to remember, why did I want to create this piece of content? Why did I want to help people in this way? Because tutorials or any piece of filming has a purpose, and it always will have that purpose. If you don't know your why, then that's something you got to go back to the basics for. Because so many people, like I said earlier, they're going to go into, I need to do this because it will help. But if you don't know why you're doing it, if you don't know what you're trying to help, there's no way you can be successful at it because you're going in blind. A lot of companies know why they started it, but it's not in their branding. It's not in their messaging. And it can feel disconnectful mm. because a lot of times companies will say, I wanted my customers to know how much I care about them. But you would never know that in the videos. And you look at the videos as a filmmaker, even not as a filmmaker, you can tell when something's disingenuous. You can always tell when something feels off. You don't need to be an expert to know when something doesn't click. Right. So when you see people who forget that reason why they created, and as I gave the example, they want them to know how much they care about their customers, that may not always come across. Going back to the basics, really honing in on why you're putting in this effort and this time into production matters because in the long run, you'll never be satisfied with the video content you're creating if you don't know. That's great. And, and hopefully people will get to the point where they are satisfied. Yes. And I think the why is very simple. If you created a company, if you created something that is out, you want to create something that's going to outreach you, that's going to help people and it's going to bring people together. Whether you know this or not, if you're building a staff, if you're building a business, it all comes around to a certain point, community. What do you want your community to feel? What do you want them to achieve? What do you want them to accomplish? And it seems like people are more successful when they, they feel like you're there to help them, not you. They're not there to necessarily just help you. Yeah, I mean, you're more likely to help a friend if they've helped you before than you are to just, if it's the first interaction, you're not necessarily likely to go out of your way for them. But if you have a history, if they've been there when you've needed them, you're more likely to help. And that's what you need to be focusing with your tutorials, with your business. I've given you a resource that can help you. And that way, when they come to you for support or any other higher questions, they already have a framework. They have a baseline to go with. So awesome stuff about the why. So if someone gets along this path and they understand their why, mm -hmm. what's maybe one other tip you might give them to help them be more successful at promoting or marketing their video? So it depends where they're going to market their video. 
people are curious creatures. We want to search for things. We naturally are problem solvers. So one thing we do is we look for the answers to searchable questions. If you know your why and if you know why you're doing this, are you searchable? Will you show up if I need your help? Again, a great example of this is your tutorials can be very searchable. If I need to know specifically how to add something to a product, if I need to know how to do something to a video, if there's a tutorial for it, then immediately that's the answer to the searchable question. It's the answer to my curiosity. People always say curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. We always forget that latter part. <laughs> yeah, great, great point. We want to keep people coming in. That satisfaction is so important. Uh, so switching gears a little bit, because you know, moving away from promotion, thinking about being on camera, you know, a lot of people this they feel very unnatural on this side of the lens. Oh, I understand that completely. Yeah, me too. Right, and <laughs> and it's something that's it's difficult. You got to. We've heard a lot about you. Got to work at it. Uh, but what gets easier? about being on camera and just what remains difficult for you? So for me, being on camera was something I tried to avoid at all costs. And it was because it felt unnatural. It's not natural to be in front of a camera. I often have to remind people that. But it is a choice you make. You make a choice on the pants you wear, you make a choice on the shirt you wear, and you make a choice to be on camera. You remember that that choice is important to you. What did you go in front of that camera for? Is it for yourself? Is it for someone else? And think about it this way. Instead of thinking the camera is the enemy, the camera is your friend. The camera is your ability to tell and spread what you're trying to do. That's awesome. So if I came to you, Andrew, and I said, hey, I'm, doing the, I'm, I'm getting, working on getting better in front of the camera, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to be very deliberate about this, what are, might be two or three tips you'd give to someone that says, I, I really want to get better, but where, where do I look? What can I do? So first, practice in the mirror. The camera is just a reflection of what you're going to see. People don't usually like the reflection they see in the mirror. So you got to get really comfortable with who you are. As film and as an editor, one thing I had to get over was constantly editing myself. It gives you a warped perception. However, it also subconsciously, and even if you're not editing videos, practicing in front of the mirror can do this too, it can also show you your strengths. Don't look at the mirror focusing on the flaws. Focus on what you can bring positively. So focus more on your strengths than your weaknesses. And so it doesn't necessarily matter if you have a lisp or if you have a problem with speaking. It matters, is your message getting across? Is what I want to say working? And then another just quick tip is think of the camera as your friend. At the end of the day, it's only going to record what you make it. <laughs> it can't just do what's impossible. You have the ability. We shoot digital now. We're not on film, so it's not a one shot, that's it. You have the ability to mess up. And I think sometimes with failure, you learn more than with your successes. Yeah, I like that because uh, fail failure is a great teacher. Yes. I want to pause the interview here for just a second. A couple thoughts. First of all, if you like what you're hearing from Andrew, we've got 12 or 13 other interviews with fantastic video creators from that conference, Video Marketing World, in 2018. We actually took and compiled it into three different courses with handouts and resources. You can find those on academy.techsmith.com. Go check them out. We know that's got a ton of great information about getting better on camera, promoting your video, and just about creating video in general. Now, with that said, if you like something, you're hearing something that's really resonating with you and you think, man, I really learned something today, I'd encourage you to go out and share it. Tag me, Matthew Pierce, on social media, on LinkedIn, tag TechSmith, and just share what you're learning. And we'd love to, to like that, to amplify that, because 
that's why we're doing this. We want you to be able to learn. Now, before I jump back into the interview here in just a second, I really like what Andrew said here. The camera is only going to be able to show what you do. So it, I, I get this question a lot. How do I get better on camera? How do I get over the not liking seeing myself or hearing myself? But I, I love what Andrew says there, that you only get better by recognizing that the camera is your friend. It's only going to show what you want it to. And with video editing, the reality is, unless you're live like I usually am, the reality is you're only going to show those things that you want to be shown. And so the things that you're you're recording, the things that you're making are really, it's up to you. And so you can embrace that. And I love the other thing you said that tutorials are, they bring hope. When I know when I'm stuck trying to figure out how to solve a problem and I can find the tutorial video that's going to show me the way how to do it, it's a great day when that happens. So I hope you're enjoying the interview. We're going to jump right back in and I'll see you at the other side of it. Here's, here's a question for you as someone who does video production. What's the, the first piece of gear that you invested in, and would it still be the first gear if you were starting today? The first gear I invested in was audio and absolutely. We register things auditorily before we see it. And if you don't realize it, how many times have you been in a conversation, you hear a car, you hear a plane, and then you look to see it? We think that video is all about the visual, but if you people can forgive bad visual, but they can't forgive bad audio. So if you have audio, that's the first thing I invested in. And I'm still investing in it to this day because good audio matters. Sound design is probably the most underappreciated thing when it comes to anything visual. So that's what I would focus on. I'd still focus on it to this day. After that, maybe I'd look at cameras. But again, camera is a tool that can only do what you put in front of it. A lot of people buy great cameras but they don't have the supplementary materials, which is audio, lights, et cetera. And then they wonder, I have this great camera. Why is it not working? Yeah, you, and you get what you invest in, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, and audio. We, we love good audio. It's so important. Um, so I'm guessing that at TubeBuddy, you see people at all levels of spectrum, you know, super creators who are doing awesome stuff that, you know, hundreds of thousands of subs or more and people who are just getting going. Um, what do you think, especially newer creators, and, and I'm not just talking YouTubers, I'm talking like businesses and all sorts, what, what challenges are they facing today that are particularly hard for new creators? New creators often feel like there's no entry point into the space, and that can happen with businesses too. Does my product naturally fit into the space? And usually it does, but they're not thinking about it from a marketing or searchable way. Because when you enter this space, you're entering a search engine. It's not like Instagram. It's not like Facebook Watch. It is based, especially YouTube, and definitely other forms of entertainment online. It's based usually on search, either Google, YouTube, etc. So if you're not being discovered easily, then it's a problem. Because most creators and most businesses go in with the mindset of, I'm going to create content that people are going to love. But they're not creating content that people are going to find. If you love it, you can't be surprised when no one else but you loves it. <laughs> yeah, everyone, uh, everyone, everyone loves their loves baby. It. Yeah. Right? But they don't think about it. If you've ever seen someone show you their children, it's great. They love their children. But at a certain point, you may not necessarily want to see the 90th photo of the child. Right. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about like making content that, you know, has the purpose, you have your why, but this discoverability, mm -hmm. I, I guess, what tips would you give to someone as they're think, starting to think about, okay, I've got my stuff. I feel like I'm, I got it in good order. I've done my research, done my homework, but what can they do to become more discoverable? 
when it comes to discoverable, you need to think what made you make that piece of content? What made you do it? Because there's a root and then there's the how-to. So if we are doing something for, let's say, TechSmith, we're doing something for Camtasia, and it is how to boost audio, then that immediately boosts audio. That's our root. That's what we're trying to do. How do I make that searchable? We have to be more specific. How to boost audio. Well, that's more specific, but it still hasn't brought us back. How to boost audio in Camtasia. We're getting there, but there have been updates. How to boost audio in Camtasia 9.2. Well, now we're really specific. And the more specific you are, the more searchable you are. So many people spend time on broad terms that has so much competition, they're just never going to show up for. If you show up on the to race day, you're, in a, you're a runner, and you've practiced once, you can't expect to win. So by practicing, by understanding that being more specific helps you be more discoverable, helps you win. Awesome. So I've got one more question for you, but before we get to that question, uh, if people are interested in learning more about you, following you, where can they find you? So if you want to learn more about me specifically, you can go to youtube.com slash Andrew K. And if you want to learn more about TubeBuddy, it's youtube.com slash TubeBuddy or TubeBuddy.com. Fantastic. So guys, go check out Andrew's stuff and TubeBuddy. Um, And so last question for you, if you could make a great omelet or a great video, which would you choose? I would make a great omelet so I could make that a video. Oh, so tell me why. Because if I made a great omelet, it's one thing to make a great omelet because I will personally enjoy it. However, showing people how I got there gives them the chance to recreate what I've done. The belief is that if I can, you can too. And I want to inspire people that they can do this, whether it's video, whether it's that omelet, both are doable and both are possible. And I love that saying because it works so well with your name. <laughs> it's fantastic. And a, and a great answer because I, I, I think there's something to be said about, yeah, we, uh, and we've heard this from a lot of other creators that we've interviewed that, yeah, of course they want to make a great video. Uh, but you're the first to say that you would make it into a video yeah. showing that great omelet. So fantastic. So thanks everybody for watching at TechSmith Academy. And thanks again, Andrew, for spending some time with us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, there we go with Andrew Can in his interview that we did at Video Marketing World. We're so grateful for Andrew and all the people we were able to talk to during that time. It was a, a, a great experience interviewing all those folks. And again, you can check out all those interviews and more content that's all free at academy.techsmith.com. We'd love to have you go over there. He does uh, require you to sign in, but that's free. You get free content, you get free templates, you get all sorts of stuff that we'd love to have you check out. Now, as we go forward with the Visual Lounge, next week I'm also going to be out because I'm on a plane, coming home, you know, the whole thing. Uh, so I just want to let you know that in advance, but we will have content for you. And then we've got a ton, a fantastic ton of people that we've lined up. We're scheduling throughout the rest of the year. We've got some really amazing people coming. There might be a, a Grammy winner. There might be people who have started their own businesses and written multiple books. We've got lots of fantastic guests. I'm excited for you to get to meet and talk with and hear and ask questions. So uh, we thank everybody again for tuning in. If you liked what you heard today, don't forget to comment and share something you learned. Tag us on LinkedIn or so any social platform. We'd love to respond to you. And of course, if you like, you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe. That does help us to understand that this content you find valuable, but you can check us out on any of the platforms we're out there. It is easy to find the show, hopefully. So I want to thank Andrew Ken once again for his participation way back when, but also want to thank Jesse O'Donnell, who wrangles social media and chat and all that stuff for us. And we want to thank all the other great, fantastic folks at TechSmith who make 
the Visual Lounge possible thanks to them who put time in behind the scenes, help with the blog posts, help with distribution, emails, all that good stuff. We're so grateful for them. But most of all, we're grateful for you as our listeners. So that's gonna we're going to have a short show today, but wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether you're taking time to learn how to make videos, images, just create better content in general, we hope that you're taking some time to show what you know and level up every single day. Thank you.